Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This guy is a machine. All he does is work out and pick winners. Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski. Oregon's down by 12. They're on a 45-yard line with no timeouts. Oregon's got an all-American field goal kicker. Why didn't somebody tell me? Chicago Sports Betting Show. Touchdown, Ohio State. There are some folks who are celebrating and others who are saying, you've got to be kidding. You kind of know what I'm thinking about. Over or under? Under would be the key word. Bet with an edge. He'd find out the kind of inside stuff nobody else knew, and that's what he put his money on. He even figured out the different bounce you got off the different kinds of wood they used on college basketball courts, you know? Early odds with Joe Ostrowski. A friend of mine is very smart, said I've been very lucky with gambling. I've never won. Saturday mornings on 670 The Score and the Radio.com app. Missed you guys over the holiday break. Just get me to Monday, okay? Can we do that? Matt Nagy's fired. We won't talk about the Ryan Pace debacle, hoping it flips somehow, some way, like Nagy was supposed to be fired over a month ago, right? And now they're waiting until after the last game. Maybe there's some sort of a flip with Pace. But let's get there because we'll have the NFL playoffs all set with point spreads and the national championship game. But in the meantime, there are some opportunities to discuss over the next hour. Welcome into Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski, broadcasting live from the Score Hyundai Studios, presented by your local Hyundai dealers. I'm on Twitter. Follow me. Reach out to me anytime. At Joe Ostrowski, at Joe Ostrowski. An old friend, Dan Bach, at Dan underscore Bach, now the senior VP of operations at Roto-Grinders and scores and odds. Dan, getting a little, little fancy schmancy on me, man. <laughs> Moving up in the world. Congratulations. Thanks, man. Yeah, I'm going to have like the uh, best radio voice for, uh, you know, any corporate <laughs> honk at Better Collective moving forward. But I love doing this stuff. Thanks for the invite, Joe. And, uh, you know, should be a great uh, national championship and NFL playoffs coming up. So, yeah, pumped. No doubt. And uh, of course, I invite you on the most challenging week to bet the NFL. So they add the week. I think the NFL overall, they're going to be happy because there are only a few games, including the Bears games, Bears, Vikings, just waiting for both coaches to get fired afterwards. There's only a few, though, that are completely meaningless to both sides. But good luck betting it. I wouldn't spend a, a ton of your bankroll on sides or totals in this one. Now, what is interesting there might be some player props that are out there because it's that last week. So you got those incentives and contracts, possible records being broken by guys like Cooper Cup. So a lot of different ways that we can attack this. But uh, how about we spend more time looking at the awards? I think that's more fascinating. And plus, with only one week left, I see a number of these awards that are up for grabs with a ton of value out there. 
Totally agree. I think normally at this point of the season where there's only a week left, you pretty much have a good idea who's going to win the awards, who's going to be the the chalk, you know, the the heavy favorite to, to make it or win the Super Bowl. I think this is as open of a year as we've ever had in terms of both of those two categories uh, with, with future awards. So uh, yeah, I think it's tough to bet. Um, if you are going to be in the trenches this weekend, definitely keep your eye on the news because you know that's where you can extract the greatest amount of value. We've already seen it with, with big line moves out there with Cincinnati and in the same, even with the player props, like there's going to be situations where coaches are going to say, Oh, we're going to play this guy only half the game. And you can use that information to your advantage you know, betting player props for this this final week, but you just have to be on top of it. And obviously yeah. the books are, but it's hard for them to stay on top of everything. And you can sometimes catch them lagging. So uh, just stay on top of the news this week. Okay, let's start with the awards. We're going to get to the national championship game, futures, and some games this weekend. But uh, let's look at the awards. And, you know, I did not expect Hub Arkish to light the NFL world on fire, but he did with his comments right here on 670 The Score. Uh, Dan, I bet Tom Brady one week ago at points bet at 8-1. to Rodgers is the minus 500 favorite. The reason I bet Brady is because I thought the number was wrong, and part of my handicap was that there would be some voters that would hold it against Rodgers. He already missed a game. He might miss two tomorrow. And the counting stats are not there compared to Brady. That was part of the handicap. And then all of a sudden, people are so mad at Hub because he's not voting for Aaron Rodgers. I never expected Rodgers to get all the first place votes. And if you're splitting hairs, how about the guy that's thrown for 13 maybe 1,400 more yards, five to seven, eight more touchdowns. I, I thought Brady was going to get a lot of support. I'm wondering if the backlash has been so extreme against Hub's opinion that now Rodgers is going to run away with the MVP. Uh, man, I totally agree with your take here on, on every level. And before we go any further, I, I want to give Hub a little bit of credit here. To, you know, Very rarely do people take accountability for themselves, and he very much did. And what he said. So kudos to him for that. I love it. You know, people make mistakes. People say things they shouldn't, but at least he was accountable, you know, for, you know, his words. So, so good by him there, but you nailed it from top to bottom because I am in total lockstep about Brady being such incredible value at at this, even this moment right now at plus Mm -hmm. 550, I'm seeing him on FanDuel and it mainly boils down to uh, Brady is got better stats. He's got one less win. And the really the only thing that I can think of in terms of Aaron Rodgers that very much stands out is less interceptions and they're going to get the one seed. Uh, But for me, Rodgers won this award last year and it was a huge deal. Kind of came out of nowhere, coming back late in his career to win an MVP. I was expecting that narrative to be what we see with Tom Brady this year. And when Hub came out with what he said, I was furious because I feel the same way. I think everything is going to turn back now and nobody wants to not vote for Rogers with the thought process of, Oh, are you not voting for him because he's not vaccinated because of all the outrage that that hub took. So I totally agree. I think we were absolutely live on this just a couple of days ago. Um, I still think you could sprinkle a half a unit on Brady and I don't think it's a bad bet at, at plus five fifty here. But I do think some of that momentum and and some of the reasoning that we had probably goes out the window. But if you hold a Brady ticket or you want to, 
you want to bet Brady, there is good news. It looks like Tampa says they're going to go all out this week. And if somehow he goes for like 350 and four with like Cyril Grayson as his wide receiver, and <laughs> yes. he, he could make a pretty good argument for, you know, him deserving that, that trophy. And especially if Green Bay loses, even if Green Bay loses here, they get the number one seed. But Tampa win, Green Bay loss would put them at the exact same record. And if you got the same record, you got better stats, you didn't win the award last year, I think Brady still has a slight chance to win this one. So, um, but Hub's statement certainly uh, hurt our, our cause a little bit. Yeah, I think so. Well, here's another one. And the betting market is coming around to my line of thinking. Earlier in the week for coach of the year, Mike Vrabel was sitting there at plus 350 as the third favorite. Now, at most spots, he is still the third favorite, but that number has certainly come down. The Titans are double-digit favorites this weekend. If they win their game, they are going to be the one seed. And so that would mean Mike Vrabel could be the one seed in the AFC, the conference that most people at the beginning of the year thought was the more challenging conference, with Ryan Tannehill as his quarterback, without his stud running back most of the season in Derrick Henry, and no A.J. Brown, and no Julio Jones much of the season. And while many are saying Zach Taylor, I don't have an argument with that. He's the co-favorite. There seems to be value on Vrabel here. Absolutely. And I'm, I am absolutely dumbfounded that LaFleur is the favorite here. I mean, he's the co-favorite with Taylor, but I would have thought that LaFleur would be third or fourth here. I mean, this is a guy who had the same record a year ago, um, didn't really have any major setbacks in terms of losing players of Rogers or Adams, you know, caliber, like, like Vrabel did. That makes no sense um, in my opinion. And you really stated a great case for Vrabel. But from my perspective, I think Taylor is the one that I would bet. And I think Mm -hmm. it has a little bit more to do with the expectations for the Bengals, which is so much lower than they were for the Titans coming into this year. Titans were strong favorites to win that division. You got four games against the pitiful Jaguars and Texans. And everything you said is true. Um, but it still goes back to what did people expect versus the final outcome? And I don't think anybody before the year would be surprised to see the Titans finish where, where they did this year, where on the flip side, I mean, Cincinnati, they would take a little bit, but there's even an outside chance they could win the ones, get the one seed, not likely to happen. You know, very, very, very small. They would need uh, both Tennessee and Kansas city to lose and them win without burrow. But either way, they won that division at, what, 25 to 1, I believe the number was. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think Taylor wins that award, but Vrabel at plus 250 I'm seeing right now is is pretty good bet. I think you could play both of those guys and just fade this Matt LaFleur at (laughs) plus 175 because I just – I don't get it. It makes no sense to me. It's always about exceeding expectations. People don't realize it. With the LaFleur number – It feels like people are looking at the last three years instead of just this year. I would not have a problem with Taylor. And we're actually getting a little bit of value. His number has dropped. He's up to plus 200 over at points bet. So that one is uh, is pretty good. Defensive player of the year. That was one on Monday night by TJ Watt. There's no doubt about that. He's going to have a chance to break Strahan's record. But the offensive player of the year is up in the air. It's going to be Cup or it's going to be Jonathan Taylor. Most uh, spots have this line at minus 110, a coin flip on both sides. Uh, I want to go to you first on this. Which, which way are you leaning? I'm leaning Cooper Cup here. Um, he's just been 
utterly dominant this season. Um, and I think you look at the competition that he plays uh, versus the competition that Jonathan Taylor has had this year. And, you know, Cup comes from, I think, one of the tougher divisions we have out there in that NFC West. So you just can't guard him. Like, it doesn't matter whether it's deep, whether it's short. Uh, Taylor, obviously, has had a lot of big plays, and he's a grinder, great running back. I've got nothing bad to say about him, but I just see Cooper Cup, and maybe it's because I play DFS and he gets you 10 catches and 150 yards every single week, and if you don't have him, you lose. Um, where Taylor on the flip side, yeah, you don't need him every week in your lineup, but cup has just been on a different level. You know, one of the more dominant individual seasons at the wide receiver spot that I can remember in a long time, Taylor, he's great, but we've seen quite a few players have seasons like this before. So for me, I'm much more excited to play Cooper cup here. And I think the voters will too. Uh, I think that you look at Cooper cup kind of smaller in status, certainly not the wide receiver you'd expect to dominate the NFL where, you know, Jonathan Taylor, he's great, but he's no, there's nothing flashy about him, nothing flashy about him. So for me, I think Cooper cup should be the favorite. And I think that's where the value lies right now. Yeah. And Taylor's the favorite over at points bet. So it's interesting. You always want to look around for the best number. And if we're splitting hairs, which I think we do with this award in the end, Cup has an opportunity to break a bunch of records tomorrow. Yeah. So if he gets 12 catches, he's going to set that record. If he gets 136 receiving yards, he's going to set the single season mark. And he's 171 yards. That's a tall task, but 171 from 2000. There's no way that Jonathan Taylor is going to get to that level. Yeah, yeah. He, he only just, needs 10 rushing touchdowns to catch LT. That's it. Yeah, like <laughs> that's that's the whole point. Like again, yeah. one is is one of the best seasons we've seen in recent history, and the other one's a really good season, the best for running back this year. But there's nothing about it that will go down in history as uh, thinking, oh my goodness, can you believe Jonathan Taylor in 2021? Where people will have that thought process about Cooper Cup. This is early odds with Joe Ostrowski on Sports Radio 670. The score, my guest this week, Dan Bach from rotogrinders.com, scoresandodds.com. A couple of other awards I wanted to hit. Quickly on this one, comeback player of the year. Some Bears fans think uh, Robert Quinn should be in the mix. He's not in the mix. He's not even listed on the board. Uh, he just got listed a couple weeks ago for defensive player of the year. But it's going to be Dak or Burrow. Now, Burrow's not playing and Dak is the favorite, and we're not sure if Dak's going to play tomorrow. Burrow's the second favorite, and he has a better quarterback rating, better QBR, more touchdowns, number one in the NFL in yards per attempt, number one in completion percentage. Why is Dak favored? I think it boils down, and this really sounds disgusting to say, but I feel like his injury was worse than Burrow's, and I think that plays into this comeback award is remembering uh, back to that injury that took place and how gnarly it was where when Burrow went out, you know, he limped out, he ended up having, you know, what that, uh, that ACL injury where Dak, his foot was like facing the wrong direction. And I yeah. think people will look at that and be like, wow, that is really impressive to come back from. And there's still something about the Cowboys, too, that I think has a little bit more cachet than, than the Bengals. So I probably wouldn't bet Dak at minus 175. I don't think there's great value there. But if you're asking me who I think is going to win, I think he is. And it might be morbid, but how nasty that injury was plays into this a little bit. Offensive rookie of the year. 
Mac Jones, your favorite for months. And then after the week 17 performance by Jamar Chase, just snapped. And uh, now he's minus 250. Mac Jones is plus 190. Was that an overreaction? Don't think so. I think it was right on. And I think that Jamar Chase is kind of, it's kind of what you expect from wide receivers. They're good. You know, they kind of go up and down. Very few pull this Cooper Cup where they're great every single week. Um, and yeah, he's coming off one of the best individual games we've seen maybe in the history of the position this, this past Sunday. But when it's said and done, you look at his numbers historically, one of the best seasons we've ever seen from a number standpoint for a wide receiver where Mac Jones, I mean, it's the Patriots. They like to hand the ball off. They like to score 23 points a game. You know, it, there's nothing that he has done that you look at, look at in awe and be like, oh my goodness. Like mm-hmm. if, if we were going to redraft the draft today, does Mac Jones go number one? No, I, I'd be shocked if people look at his year and be like, yep, can't pass up on this guy. Uh, where I think Jamar Chase is, is, is a guy that's you know, going to be a number one wide receiver in this league for a while. So uh, I think Chase has earned it. I think he's worthy of it. I think it was kind of fluky in, in the fact that we had such a massive game. And, you know, if you were on the other side of that and and had Chase when he was at long odds, kudos to you. But uh, I wouldn't be chasing Mac Jones. I think he's plus 200 for a reason. And uh, I think Chase is the guy that that has earned it from, from the beginning of the year to the end. Because even Jones this year, it's not like every game he's gone out has looked outstanding uh, hasn't been the case this year. So give me Jamar Chase. Yeah, if Mac Jones was drafted by the Bears, is he having a better season than Justin Fields? I don't <laughs> think so. And, and even in this perfect position that Mac Jones was put into, he's middle of the league in just about every number. Yards, touchdowns, quarterback rating, yards per touch. He's just in the middle. And recency bias is real. And what have we seen? We've seen back-to-back losses with two interceptions in each game. And we saw the the three attempt game for 19 yards in prime time. And then Jamar Chase did this. We, we've seen a two touchdown game recently, a three touchdown game a couple times this year. He had 200 yard games. He leads the NFL with five catches of at least 50 yards. And then he smashes Justin Jefferson's record from last year and has yeah. six more touchdowns than him. You, so you, I mean, you spelled it out. Like maybe minus 250 is like, <laughs> yeah, people hate laying money, but it's not like you're laying five or 10 to one here. Hey, throw a couple grand on there. And I feel pretty good about it. Like what's the case, right? What's going to happen this last week. That's going to turn Mac Jones into winning this award. Like even if chase sits out this week, like you laid out the case right there. So I don't think it's a bad bet to be honest with you. He should sit out. He only needs a few yards to break Chad Johnson's franchise record in a season. So maybe they'll play him a little bit. I bet you they go for that. Yeah, I bet you they go for that. A terrific year. That is going to be a heck of a duo for the next decade or so for the Cincinnati Bengals. Early odds with Joe Ostrowski, my guest, Dan Bach, Roto-Grinders at scoresandodds.com. Take a look at this Week 18 card. As you can tell, we don't want to spend a ton of time on it. As if the COVID stuff isn't tough enough. We're not sure about motivation on both sides. There's going to be scoreboard watching. So it's really tough to bet with all the variables out there. The one game that we do know, There will be a lot of motivation on both sides. Sunday night football, you've got the Chargers and the Raiders. This has been hanging around three. Darren Waller is expected back. With Ruggs and Waller out, 
they didn't have a chance on offense and they were somehow able to win these games, which I, I give them full marks. I mean, they had the three and start and then they started to lose Gruden resigns. Everybody's saying, Oh, it's the same old Raiders are going to completely fall apart. And here we are in week 18, they're playing to get into the playoffs. It's, it's actually quite remarkable. Uh, the chargers, we all want to buy in. We want to see them be successful. I'd love to see Herbert in the playoffs. Their defense can't stop anybody. Yeah. The, the run has been a problem all season. I don't know how you give up 41 points to Houston. If I'm getting three, that'd be my lean to go with the Raiders at home. Yeah, I, I think that line's probably not the not the side you want to take in this one. And I think you probably talked about what is, and that's probably rolling an over bet in this game for yep. the reasons you talked about. Like just defensively, the Chargers can't stop anybody, but offensively, they've got weapons all over the place. And you, you look at the Raiders, their offense has been adequate without these guys. Not great, but I mean, Hunter Renfro, who would have thought this guy would have actually been a difference maker in the National Football League. And he's been phenomenal the last five, six weeks. So you add Waller into the mix. And I just feel like this is that, what, late night, or not late night, but the probably the last game that we see of, of uh, this week. And I could see it being a back and forth. We know that the Chargers will go for it on a bunch of fourth downs, which I think helps in your upside of of trying to uh, to reach the over here. And I just don't think that playing a minus or a plus three is a smart move in this one. I just think we see points, and that's the side I want to take on this game. Uh, speaking of a three-point spread, let's get to Monday's national championship, your favorite sport, college football. Does it make sense that Georgia, once this got to three, it has been holding strong at three just about all week? Georgia, your three-point favorite against Alabama, after getting smoked in the SEC championship against the squad? I think so. I think the line is perfect. I think it's right where it needs to be. I don't think it's going to move one way or another. If I was going to, if I was going to guess, I think it could go towards the Georgia side. Like I think it could go to like minus three and a half. So if you're, if you want to bet Bama, I would um, maybe wait a little bit and, and mm. maybe I'm wrong on that. Cause I'm catching 115 here uh, on the book that I'm looking at on the Bama side, but I just feel like Georgia, what I saw in that Michigan game, that was the team that we saw most of this year. Well, we saw that first game between against Alabama was a, I mean, it was a nightmare situation for Georgia because you had an Alabama team that had to win to get in and you had a Georgia team that in essence, the game didn't mean anything. Yeah. Winning the sec championship is great, but they were in the final four, regardless, whatever happened in that game. And I think the physical nature that we saw that, Georgia took it to Michigan. I mean, some of those highlights, I mean, wide receivers going out and just knocking over uh, cornerbacks. You know, we saw the, you know, Hutchinson just get absolutely buried against offensive linemen. This Georgia team defensively up until that Bama game has been one of the best defenses we've seen in years. And for me, you take John Mechie out of the equation for Alabama that's a big loss. They did not look that great against Cincinnati. I know the score showed them winning handily, but Cincinnati should have scored that first possession. They had two easy looks at touchdowns. They had a fumble sitting in their laps on a, a punt that would have been inside the five-yard line. None of those breaks went Cincinnati's way. I think that game was closer than that final score showed. I think George is the better team. I think 
the one thing we have, the big worry is undoubtedly the better coach and the better quarterback is on the Alabama side. So you're fading maybe the two most important things in, you know, kind of handicapping potentially these two games. But overall, I just feel like Georgia is so much the better team. Yeah, that's what it's going to be. I actually think the public's going to be on Alabama. The SEC championship fresh in their mind. You're right about that Cincinnati game. That statement at the end there, I think your average person coming in, maybe not betting college football every weekend is going to say, oh, I get Nick Saban. Oh, I get the Heisman Trophy winner, the best player on the field, and I get points. I'll bet them on the money line. But but here here's my like argument here is yeah. so what Alabama did in against Cincinnati was clear and that was run and run and run and Brian Robinson finished with like 180 or whatever the final total number he could have run for 200 plus in that game the play, the rushing prop on him in this game is 65 yards they're not going to be able to run in this mm-hmm. game I am very convinced of that. You took out arguably probably their number two weapon there in in Mechie from that passing game. Yes, the backups are good, but if you look at these guys, Slade Bolden is not John Mechie by any measure. Either is Brooks. Either are a number of these other backup wide receivers. This isn't like two years ago or a year ago even where you had first-round picks waiting in the wings and one guy goes down and you got – Jalen Waddle or Devontae Smith or John Mechie or uh, the list goes on and on of, of the, the first round picks that have, that have happened um, from Alabama. So I think they've got to rely on this, this offense. And I just don't think they're going to have the success that they had a couple of weeks ago. And I think that uh, that's going to be the difference here. So I think it's a very different ball game than what we saw two weeks ago. Dan Bach at Dan underscore Bach on Twitter, check out rotogrinders.com scores and odds com. Dan, thanks for your time this morning for coming on Early Odds. No problem. Thanks for having me, Joe. We didn't take a deep dive into tomorrow's games with Dan, but let's look at some different ways to attack Week 18. We need to get a little creative. And we'll hear from a better from Elmhurst with a cool $1.2 million on the line come Monday night, thanks to a big parlay. What is said better doing? Sit tight. This is Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski on 670 The Score and the Odyssey app. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other 
other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The Score Listener line is open 24-7, 365, empowered by BetQL. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. Welcome back on Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski, 670 The Score. I'm here Saturdays, 8 to 9 a.m. on Twitter, at Joe Ostrowski. At Joe Ostrowski, I appear on The Score four times a week on all the regular shows. And my weekday show, BetQL Daily, 8 to 11 a.m. is when you can catch it on the BetQL Network. Find it on the Odyssey app and 105.9 FM HD2. All right, I promised some strategy. Here's what you need to do. Assume all of these coaches are lying to you per usual. It's the last week of the regular season, so if you really want to bet it, I do recommend a different approach. If you're concerned about playing time, scoreboard watching, pulling starters, consider a first quarter bet, a first half bet, live betting the other side, live betting the under once starters are pulled from games. I'm probably going to do more live betting tomorrow than I have all season. And your favorite sports books are all going to have specials or boosters around statistical milestones, like Cooper Cup needing 12 grabs, 136 yards to set single-season records. Mark Andrews needs 141 for the all-time tight end single-season record. Uh, Kyle Pitts needs only 59 yards to break Mike Ditka's 1961 rookie record. There are contract incentives in play, like Stefan Diggs needing six catches for an extra one and a half million bucks. History tells us to look at the heavy underdogs when you have an eliminated team going up against another club in a must-win spot. I gave out all the long-term data yesterday on Bernstein and Rahimi. So check it out. I think it's pretty useful information, especially when so many are going to be jumping on these inflated favorites. Now with us on Early Odds, Sports Radio 670, The Score, Marco Pamonte. You can follow him on Twitter at Marco underscore parlay. And if you check out his Twitter account, you can follow along with exactly what we're here to talk about. Marco, do I introduce you as a pro better, recreational better? Uh, you tell me. Uh, recreational better. I don't know. 30K on a parlay doesn't seem too recreational to me. <laughs> you know what it is. It's just uh, have no fear. 
uh, and uh, and be consistent. And you can you can do a little. It's like a part time job now. All right, Marco is joining us because he put in a five leg parlay uh, last week over at Points Bet. Now four of the first five legs have cashed. You had the Rams getting nine and a half against Baltimore. You had the Chargers money line against Denver, never a sweat. Those were two heavy favorites. And then you hit two mm-hmm. dog money lines here with Cincinnati taking down the Chiefs, Arizona over Dallas. And now hanging in the balance, we've got Georgia. I want to get to your strategy there. But the first thing that popped out to me is there's so many different strategies that people have. But one thing I've noticed that has been really popular over the last few years, you got money line parlays with a lot of favorites. And you've got money line parlays with a bunch of dogs. It's usually one or the other that people are doing. But your strategy yeah. in this specific parlay is you like to mix it up a little bit. Uh, what's your thinking? And let's just say I'm structuring a parlay. I always try and find one game that I love the most. Uh, I love the Bengals. The okay. Bengals was the game that I loved the most. From the beginning to the end, even when they were down, I was confident they were going to be able to come back and be strong. So I was uh, super excited to see them uh, bounce up and Rock and roll. All right. So now you've got four of five in the house. You're waiting on Georgia. Georgia money line. You're not laying the number, which now is three. Georgia money line minus 145. So the bet here is 30K to win $1.2 million. The cash out offer from points bet is $624,000. How long did it take you uh, to make the call? And uh, what was the call? Points bet for one has been absolutely fantastic. And they did not pay me to say that from, from the beginning to the end, they have been really fun. They were kind of curious. They're like, are you, are you going to wheel this thing home? Are you going to accept our money? I said, I'm going to take this thing all the way to the end. And if I lose, I'll lose like a man. Uh, At least (laughs) I could look in the mirror and say, I tried. Man. So, so you're going to let it ride. Um, Okay. I, I am assuming you don't hedge at all. I get this question all the time from newer betters. Well, should I hedge? Should I not? I'm like, I, I, I don't know. I don't know your money situation. What kind of a better are you? Like all of that comes into play. Personally, I've noticed over the years, you probably want to pick one side because if you hedge all the time, you're trying to grind out a profit. I'm not mad at you. That's not the kind of better I am. But I've right. also I've also noticed that you don't hedge. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. In the yeah. end, if you look at all the numbers, it's probably a wash. Uh, my guess it is. I I you know I'm debating. So to make you laugh, I created another parlay, uh-huh. and I put Alabama plus thirteen and a half as the final leg. This parlay that I structured pays one point one million. So if huh. I can somehow get to the last leg. We'll be wheeling home 2.4 million on Monday. Oh man, beautiful. Well, what else did you put in this parlay? Anything that we should look for with week 18? It's the uh, toughest week of the entire NFL season, I bet. I started the parlay with a live wager, uh, a live wager inside of the parlay. I took the Toronto Raptors when they were down 14. I took a money line plus 290 and nailed it. Nice. And then I've got the Eagles plus 15 and a half against the Cowboys. Being a Cowboy fan, that hurt my heart. That's the bet I took. I've got the Lions against the Packers, plus 160. That'll be an interesting one. Okay. I've got the Rams, minus 226. The Chargers, minus 160. And then the last leg is Alabama, plus 13 and a half. Wow. So you might have a whole lot riding on this. Uh, this is early out to Joe Ostrowski, Sports Radio 670, the score. Marco Pamati on the line. He's got a uh, parlay that could pay him $1.2 million if Georgia wins 
on Monday, and uh, he just went down another parlay that he's got sitting there that could also hit to put himself in that nice position so he's not going against himself. Any advice that you would give to some bettors? Are you a guy that bets early? Do, do you wait with this COVID year? Do you wait for as much information as possible? I personally, I am a uh, 10 minutes before game time better. Um, oh. Old school betters, I'll tell you that I'm a, you know, I'm a donkey and I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> and, and that's totally fair. But with COVID, you know, you just never know. You'll wake up in the morning and they do some test that you don't know about that you depended on the most could be out. I also love live wagering. Um, any new better, I recommend them like maybe just at first, the first couple of weeks, just learn what live wagering is. That's my suggestion. You get a ton of value. If you like a big favorite, maybe early in the game, they'll be down 10 and you're able to shave off four or five points. I think it's a good way to put yourself in a, in a good position against a sports book. Well, Marco, maybe I'm the donkey because I've been telling people if, if you just do this for entertainment purposes, just wait, get as much information as possible in this yeah. year. You mentioned live wagering there. So I'm not the biggest live better, but this week will give us the most opportunities that we're going to have all season long because we don't know if we should be believing what these head coaches like Arians, LaFleur, and some of the others are saying about how much players are going to play. And let's let's say Brady's out there for a half, and then it's Gabbert coming out for the second half. You've got to hammer the other side and or the under, right? Like There's going to be opportunities like that in Week 18. Yeah, I think that you're going to see a lot of running the ball by these teams, especially in the second half. They're just going to want the game over. The Packers would be insane to play Rodgers with his with his toe problem or his foot problem. I mean, that would be, in my opinion, that'd be one of the dumbest moves ever. But sometimes their egos get in the way. These coaches' egos get in the way of uh, maybe common sense thinking. I don't know. All right, let's wrap with this because uh, the fellows over at PointsBet told me that one of your favorite sports to bet is the NBA like we were just going over with the NFL, the information is at a premium. And from night to night, from, I don't know, tip-off to tip-off, sometimes you don't know who's going to play and how much they're going to play. Uh, how are you handling this NBA season? I have been just slapping these sports books. The, the Bucks were starting two of their starters. They had three bench players who are very good players, don't get me wrong, but they don't, they're not starters. No backup on their bench. I was like, they might come out good in the first half, which is exactly what happened. And I hammered Toronto. So I'm looking for games that I have an advantage, at least in my mind. You're going to lose some, but if you continue with that same strategy of let me find teams that are shorthanded and you're, and you're going to, you know, maybe just sit back and wait and watch the game. You're going to probably get some value in there. There you go. His name, Marco Pomonte. He's not a donkey. He might be winning some big time money coming up on Monday at Marco underscore parlay on Twitter. Marco, thanks for coming on early odds this morning. Joe, you're the best. Thank you so much. Best of luck to Marco with Georgia Moneyline for only $1.2 million. I highly doubt that I'm ever going to reach his status, but man, that has got to be a sweat. So much pain, at least if it was me. I'm pretty sure it would be painful. Up next, we check in with our weekly contributor from Hawthorne Racecourse and PointsBet Sportsbook. It's Jim Miller. This is Early Oz with Joe Ostrowski, Saturday mornings 8 to 9 on 670 The Score and the Odyssey app. Start your sign-up process for an account on the PointsBet app today. Registration is then easy to complete. 
at one of our three convenient sportsbook locations, the most in and around Chicago, more than any other sportsbook. Whether you stay and play or bet and go, come experience the top sports betting locations in Illinois. PointsBet Sportsbook at Hawthorne Racecourse, the closest sportsbook to downtown Chicago. PointsBet Sportsbook in Crestwood, the only sportsbook in Chicago's south suburbs. And PointsBet Sportsbook in Prospect Heights, Illinois' newest sportsbook. PointsBet, where signups, cash deposits, and withdrawals are fast. Early odds on Sports Radio 670, the score and weekly contributor here from Hawthorne Racecourse and PointsBet Sportsbook. His name is Jim Miller on Twitter at Hawthorne Jim. Jim, missed you over the holidays, but uh, I just continue to lean on you for all the baseball coaching advice, and that won't stop. How you doing? And and it better not <laughs> stop, man. Because think about it. It's the dead of winter right now. Oh, man. Yeah. You're having to get ready. That's the thing. I mean, for the kids, we both, both are coaching youth teams. And, and you got to start practicing now because, you know, the second the weather turns, they're going to want to get outside. We're hoping and praying there's some sort of a spring training just to lead into an MLB season. But think about that, Joe. Once they figure out the contract stuff in MLB, how crazy of a hot stove session is it going to be leading into whatever spring training is and whatever the season is. Yeah, you're assuming it's going to happen. I wouldn't put anything past Major League Baseball. I don't know if we're going to uh, have a start date right at the beginning of April, but they'll play at some point, no matter what Manfred says or who he bans from MLB Network. (laughs) So the next time we reconvene here on Early Odds, next Saturday morning, we're going to be previewing a bunch of playoff games. It's going to be awesome. I, You know, it's pretty cool. There are some people that look, oh, tomorrow night, that's the only game where you have so much on the line for both sides. I don't really look at it this way. I know the Bears and Vikings aren't playing for anything, but there are only three games where both sides have nothing on the line tomorrow. I think it's pretty cool that 13 of the 16 games tomorrow, uh, they're playing for, for a playoff spot or seeding. It's amazing. You look at the standings right now, and I'm just I'm looking at the standings in the AFC. I mean, think about this. The Colts are a team that I think can win the Super Bowl, yet they're not even in yet. No. You go all the way down to 11th in the AFC, which is the Baltimore Ravens. They're not yet eliminated. That's the thing that is absolutely insane to me. I mean, things are sorting themselves out a little bit more in the NFC, but the AFC is just absolutely wide open. And then you look at just kind of what's still happening with COVID. I mean, think about a guy like Jamar Chase. We've talked about him for Offensive Rookie of the Year on and off, but you got Joe Burrow and COVID protocols. So does he get out in time? I mean, just what happens with all of these things? Because everything still can be impacted. And I think that's the cool thing about the 17-game season. I love it. I love the fact that there's so many games that mean something. And it's going to be a fun weekend. I'm with you on the Colts. And right now they're down to 20-1. to Thankfully, I jumped on them at a bigger number before they ended up beating the Patriots. Uh, The Packers... Finally, they're the favorite. It took so long. They had to be the only team that goes on by at the moment, 13-3. and We're not quite sure how they're going to handle it with their starters tomorrow because if they rest tomorrow, now you're sitting out two full weeks. Uh, But they're the favorite at plus 375, and then you can go down the line. It's like we talk about in a lot of these sports, Jim. Okay, how many can win the championship? We always do that with college basketball. How many can? Well, I'm going down two, four, six, okay. I'm down like eight and nine. I'm at the Cowboys and the Bengals and the Cardinals. All of these teams, what we've seen this regular season is if any of them get hot, they can win it. The Packers are the best team in the NFL right now. 
But that doesn't mean that they're going to the Super Bowl automatically. When the Cowboys offense is right, they can take anyone down. We saw in the first half of the season what the Cardinals can do when they're playing to their capabilities. How about what this Bengals offense is proving over the last number of weeks? This is wide open, and it's it's not strictly a conversation about the teams on by. Here's the thing about it, too. Think about this. Green Bay, a couple weeks ago, probably should have lost or at least been in a position to lose to Cleveland. Right. They are no gimme by any means. I'm glad you mentioned the two teams that I like quite a bit. I actually bet on this matchup just to be a Super Bowl matchup, and it was the Dallas Cowboys against the Indianapolis Colts. And that's just to get to the matchup there. And and you look at the, the potential for both of these teams. Look at just up and down the conferences. I mean, really... Nobody in the AFC, I mean, I guess Kansas City scares you, but you never know what's going to happen with their defense at any point. So Indianapolis can be right there with them. And you're right, the NFC, you're going to go five deep with any team that can win it. The Packers can win it. The Rams can win it. Tampa, for sure. Dallas and the Cardinals. It is. It's so much fun. I just, I think there's still value out there if you want to bet a Super Bowl champion. You're seeing Dallas at 12 to 1. You're seeing India 20 to 1. Green Bay right now is plus 375. That's probably a little bit short for me, but there is. There's just yep. so, so much value, Joe. It's probably going to be more matchup-based than any other NFL playoffs that we've seen in recent seasons. This is Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski, Sports Radio 670. The score, weekly contributor from Hawthorne Racecourse and Points Bet Sportsbook, Jim Miller with me. Uh, Jim, what about the NBA? I know a couple things involving the Bulls as a team yeah. and a specific player have caught your eye. Well, and here's the thing about it. If you look at the futures for the NBA to win the title, the Bulls are standing atop the Eastern Conference right now. They're still like 10th overall to win the title. They're 25 to 1 right now. But the thing that actually stood out more to me, and and some of it had to do a little bit with the cancellations, but the Bulls are still a positive number to win the Central. They're plus 140. The Bucs are still favored right now. The Bucs, I think, have a much tougher schedule. But here's the thing that we've talked about too, Joe. Look at the way COVID has impacted the NBA. The Bulls were really the first team to be greatly affected by COVID to the point that they had some games postponed. Now to the point that they've basically had everybody out for protocols at some point. They have everybody back while other teams are losing players left and right. And the Bulls are five games to the good on the Bucks in the loss column. I think the Bulls can win the Central. I still think that's a decent play of plus 140. And then think about DeMar DeRozan. This is a guy back-to-back game-winning three-pointers. Everybody saw that. Every voter saw that. If he continues to play the way he has been, continues the way he to play he has in the fourth quarter, he's 30 to 1 right now to win the MVP. I think it's worth a few bucks. You, you knock down one or two more game winners, all of a sudden I think he's going to vault himself up into the top 5 for players in the MVP voting. Don't you think he would have to establish himself if he has not? as the clear-cut closer on the number one team in the East. At the start of the year, it was, okay, game to game. Maybe it's going to be a different guy. But lately, it's been DeRozan. That would have to continue, right? Yeah, and I think it's going to continue because kind of you look at the way that Zach Levine's even talked about it and the way he leans on DeMar is you have Levine as a threat. and He's there. But look at how many times DeMar DeRozan's going to the line in the fourth quarter, too. You know when the game's down in the, to the final three minutes of the game, He's the guy who's going to get the ball. He's going to go to the line. He's shooting in the upper 80 percentile for free throw shooting. So he's going to get the ball. I think he is your closer 
You, you look at just how they forced that second pass into him for that second game-winning three-pointer. I think Levine knows it, too. I think Levine actually appreciates it because it just allows him to play a little bit more free and clear. And think about it, too. Zach Levine's 200-1 to for MVP wow. if you do want to lean on another guy also. And for everyone saying that DeRozan's not getting enough respect, I would say calm down a little bit. Yeah. His odds are right next to LeBron James, okay? Yeah. Nobody thought that before the year. This week, he's been bouncing between the fifth and sixth favorite. DeRozan is getting plenty of respect. Who knows? That number might continue uh, to shorten in the coming weeks. Jim, what do we have in the horses today? All right, so harness racing is back at Hawthorne, so we're back racing year-round again. The harness season starts this weekend, so three horses that we're going to play all on Saturday night at Hawthorne. Race three, bet the one, Veldana across the board. Race six, bet the six, Anna's Lucky Star across the board. And race seven, bet the seven, Foxy Fiji across the board. It's going to be chilly, but we'll be racing for sure this weekend at Hawthorne. That's Jim Miller. He's the best at Hawthorne. Jim on Twitter. Jim, we'll talk next weekend. It's going to be all NFL playoffs, all right? You got it. I'm ready, Joe. Good luck. Still strange to be more than a week into the new year. And now the NFL's regular season coming to a close. Appreciate Dan Bach of Roto-Grinders, Marco Pomonte with over a mill riding on the national championship. And as always, Jim Miller right there. If you missed any of it, use that rewind feature on the Odyssey app or check the early odds of Joe Ostrowski podcast. Our producer, Adam Studzinski, will get that up shortly. Catch me weekdays on the BetQL network, 8 to 11 a.m. via 105.9 FM HD2. Twitch.com backslash BetQL or in the Odyssey app under the BetQL network. And then there's the BetQL daily podcast if you're late to the party. So no excuses. All the links posted on my Twitter feed at Joe Ostrowski at Joe Ostrowski also appear on the score four times throughout the week. Best of luck in week number 18, a less is more kind of week with betting, but still cash those tickets and keep it locked here on 670 the score. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.